let's discuss the famous reel that you made. How oh. fun is that? <laughs> it got like every morning I wake up and my phone's like blowing up. 30 notifications, 20 notifications. Mm-hmm. Your reel mm-hmm. got 20 million views. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is so cool. Yeah. So it's been a while since I have had a reel blow up like that. Um, no. I looked at like what it means to be viral and it's like you've got to have like a million views so we're not even close to scratching the surface but we're viral for the sense of lotus rising we're viral yes lotus <laughs> rising we're, is we're viral famous uh, <laughs> um yeah so I've been I've been um not happy with Instagram because they like shadow banned me because they said that I was doing automatic behavior like every other fucking small business out there Mm -hmm. um because we schedule like you do all the scheduling stuff and it's autumn like it's through an automated service that we use that is integrated with meta yes um and so they shadow banned me they were like we don't think you're a real person we think you're a bot and i was like fuck you instagram i've worked my ass off to get this where it is and you've worked your ass off to get this where it is and you're gonna like shadow ban me so i stopped posting reels because over the longest time they were getting like 10 views and uh, before i was averaging like a thousand plus views and so I finally posted this one. I was like, I've been seeing this trend on TikTok. It's hilarious. I finally watched it like come across Instagram. And so I was like, I'm gonna make a video about what it's like to be a therapist. Gonna just say some like generic stuff that like every therapist experiences and people love it. It's, it's relatable. It's so mm-hmm. relatable in the therapy world, especially with what you therapists are going through. I didn't understand the math one. I thought that was funny. Oh. <laughs> it's like, like an inside joke that like oh. therapists do. Okay. Because I was like, I that I don't understand. But that was funny because I don't know how to do math either. So no. <laughs> um, no, it was just very funny and very relatable. And good mm-hmm. job on that reel. Yeah, the math one. I think about the math one a lot because when you run your own business, you you can you can outsource your accounting but i do my own accounting i like pay a tax person to do my taxes but like every month i fill out my little spreadsheet and every month it comes out incorrect and every month i have to redo it until it's correct yes you do (laughs) numbers don't add up Um, (laughs) but eventually they do uh yeah so therapists are just notoriously bad at math so that's why that's why we choose a, choose a soft science instead of math. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just thought that was funny. But good job mm-hmm. on the reel. Good job on it all. Um, so, yeah. Let's Thanks. dive in. Thanks. Hopefully we'll start more momentum on Instagram again. Welcome to Reality Check, where we decode the drama, debunk the myths, and deep dive into the mental health matters portrayed on the TV screen. My name is Selena, and I'm a licensed therapist. Hi, I'm Jacqueline. And this episode, we are going to cover National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. <laughs> Tell yes. us, Jacqueline, your thoughts. Your Let's let me, do a synopsis or recap. Recap, yeah. So let me do a recap real quick. Mm-hmm. Why is it America's favorite? I'm still figuring that out. Mm, but same. <laughs> no. The recap is 
So the recap about this is it starts off with he's having road rage. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember his name. Clark. Um, Clark, the main I mean, character. I made a little family tree. Good. Yes. See, when I was in school and I'd take notes, my notes were very, like, little. And then I and then my friend would have, you know, in-depth notes. And then I would look over and take her notes and add to what I think I needed. So that's kind yeah, of what so I'm doing. We're recreating high school. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no. So Clark, it starts out with Clark having road rage. Uh, he's just driving along. And some guy he thinks in his mind is challenging him to drive. And so it's just kind of like a back and forth thing between him and this other vehicle, which is a truck. It ends up that the his car gets stuck. I don't know the name of it. And between the two tires of a semi because he's underneath it. And then velocity takes over and whips his car out of there. And he they go down, tumbling down a hill. That entire scene, the mom is like, Please slow down. Please stop. And he's just thinking, no, no, no. I need to do it. I need to do it. He had no regard that his family was in there. He had no regard that none of them were buckled as at the end of that scene, the daughter or the son is like blown forward and ends up in the mom's lap. Miraculously, they lived. So then they're going and they find the tree. They find the perfect tree. And of course, the tree is bigger than ever. Can't even fit in the house. They shove it on top of the car and they get it home. And this entire time, the wife is just going with the flow, understanding that's her husband and let him be happy for Christmas. Uh, Fast forwards to him in the office um, and he's really trying to like, I don't know, he's just talking about Christmas and, you know, really happy for their raise. And I guess everyone gets like a Christmas bonus and all that. But I did notice that he drinks out of a Tasmanian Devil Cup, which we'll circle back to. Because that says a lot with the movie. Foreshadowing. (laughs) That's the word, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it really fast forwards to him laying in bed with his wife talking about Christmas and how he really, really, really wants all their family together, his side and her side. And she, being the realist, was like, we don't have the room. When we get them together, it's nothing but fighting. I'm always pleasing everyone and running around and making sure it's good. It's a lot of work. He doesn't see that. He just sees, no, Christmas is about family. Christmas is about being together, and I want that. So she goes along with it. And everyone comes over, and of course, the chaos happens. Well, as that chaos is happening, he's so involved in the lights, um, and he wants all these lights up. And that scene just really irked me because it's like, think about the breaker. Like, just think. Um, And they were just going back and forth. What? We're going to light the house on fire? Yes, yes. They were going back and forth on, like, plugging it in, not plugging it in. And... The rip-off with the neighbor just, I think, was in it just for a comedy thing. Not like the entire thing wasn't a slapstick comedy, but let's add more in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he fell off the roof, and she just opens the door like, where are you at? Okay, bye. And he's like, I'm here. Uh, but, yeah, he's just so involved in the lights. He's so involved in making it a bigger and a better. And 
a great experience for the kids and family. And throughout it all, he is avoiding the family because he's out there with messing with the lights the entire time while she's inside making dinner and dealing with the chaotic mess of a slobbery dog and a cat that lights up on fire. Um, you know, he's too busy, you know, dealing with with the Christmas of it all and she's dealing with the family part of it all and at one point she asked him are you avoiding the family you're never inside like you're never present and he is just so caught up in I need to do bigger and better and nothing is ever good enough because he just wants that big theatrical thing um when he got locked up upstairs in the attic I don't know how that thing doesn't reopen but it's stayed closed he took him back to memory lane and it reminded him like you don't need all the fun things it's you know that picture was black and white that movie was black and white and he was just as happy they were just as happy you don't need the lights um but he's mentally checked out of christmas when it comes to the family part of it all his brother really irked him he's just not a fan of him until at the very end when he doesn't get his raise even though he put his money in a pool <laughs> he threw his money in a pool that uh he didn't he thought he was getting and didn't get and his brother came through and kidnapped his boss <laughs> um his brother came through and kidnapped his boss and made him really think like while you're sitting in this penthouse we're over here trying to you know make do with what we got and you know, he couldn't even buy his own kids Christmas, like any presents. His kids were like, Santa's not coming, Clark, like, or Uncle Clark. We don't have that. Like, mom and dad said Santa isn't coming. So that really tugged on his heartstrings again. But yeah, kidnapped the boss. The boss turned it around, gave him a bonus on like a double bonus, pretty much. And it was a, you know, that was pretty much the end of it. And he realized that family is what Christmas is, not the lights, not the extravaganza, not the, you know, mm -hmm. the glamming glitz of it all. So let's, um, I forget who said it, but there was a quote in there. It was like, it's the holidays. We're all miserable here. Um, which is so like, I think a lot of people feel that way of it's the holidays. Like this is a miserable time of year. Um, because we have, the aunt who who can't remember anyone's name who says grace and as the pledge of allegiance and she was so cute Sorry. i love when the husband yelled at her he's saying to say grace i pledge allegiance <laughs> it's so funny okay so side note this there was lots of little tidbits that reminded me of my family um, so this aunt that um, reminded me very much of my grandma, uh, God rest her soul, uh, she would, towards the end of her life, she had dementia and we, we took her car away and so she couldn't go Christmas shopping. So she would wrap things from her house and give them to us. Um, jello, the jello, the cat. Uh, my grandma gave me a pair of rubber gloves once because 
So now it's like a family joke that like my mom will sometimes give me rubber gloves for Christmas as like a reminder of her mom like giving me rubber gloves for Christmas. I love that. <laughs> so and when I I cackled when I watched that part. So that's just like a fun little tidbit. Um so it's the holidays were all miserable here. So the family comes in every, like they're just there's no space. They're all yelling and screaming and they're trying their darndest to make the meal but the turkey has been overcooked by what looks like 100 hours of overcookedness and they all eat it because they all feel bad which is so sweet and also like don't eat that like stop stop eating that um people pleasing yes people pleasing this idea i think this overarching theme of like it has to be perfect but in this like in this trying to strive to make Christmas perfect, it actually makes everyone miserable. Right? And so Claude I goes, agree. I want this to be perfect. I'm like getting the lights and he asked his son and his son's like, I don't want to do this. Like, we don't need 2,000 lights on our house. Like, um, and then he spends all of the time to what you were saying, all of the time outside on these Christmas lights and not actually with family because he's so consumed with having the perfect christmas but he's missing out on christmas yes he's missing out on christmas and he's letting his wife down majorly and his family and his kids mm-hmm. um, and that brings us to the cup he was holding the cup he was holding yes i also noticed the tasmanian devil cup it's, it's very much for little it's very much foreshadowing and to him he is he's so reckless he comes in like the tasmanian devil just like swirling around reckless like the christmas lights the way they were plugged in i i have oh i am very concerned about like my christmas lights being plugged in like even just overnight when i'm sleeping because i don't want my house to burn down like because christmas time like christmas lights are flammable and your house will burn to the ground. Um, and he's got them like plugged into like extension after extension after extension, which is a fire hazard. Um, so he's like reckless and he's reckless with the ladder and he's on the roof when there's snow on the roof. So he is yeah. just like he is unaware of the dangers that he's putting himself in. And yeah. he's feeling- He's so unaware because it's like we keep saying he's just wrapped up in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of that irked me a little bit because I say what's on my mind. Of course, it gets me in trouble. Go figure. But I do. And I just felt like the wife needed to say, hey, I need you to come inside. Let's take care of the family. Let's help everyone find a place to sleep. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, Help me out in the house. Um, And there was a point where, I don't know if it was her dad or his dad or whoever, was like, you know, when they're driving away and he was stuck in the attic. And she's like, no, 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 we need to stay for Clark. I'm sure Clark wants to come. And they were like, no, let's go. Like, they know what comes with him. They, They know that where he goes is a wreck and a mess. And that's his flaw. Um, that's, you know, also who he is, unfortunately, that's a flaw and who he is and they don't want to be around it. Um, because they don't like that part. 
They don't like that side. Yeah, they just want him to be in the family, not focusing on getting like the perfect gift or the perfect Christmas lights or perfect tree or whatever. Yeah, and I just wish the wife would have said something because a Mm -hmm. lot of times when you want to make your significant person happy, you just go along with the flow of it, even though you are boiling inside. Yes. Um, so let's talk about their relationship a little bit. In the beginning, they're laying in bed and he, she is like supportive of his dream. She, but also in the beginning, I think she does a good job of like balancing of like, he wants to have the perfect Christmas and she is like, you overdo it. And he's like, when have I ever overdone it? And she was like, vacations, holidays, funerals. Like, it starts listing. She said funerals. She starts, like, listing off birthdays, like, all these occasions. And he just, like, overdoes it. Um, but she, like, lets him have it, right? She, like, lets him do his thing. You know it's going to make him happy. She does the drum roll when he's, like, trying to plug in. They all, like, get on board. <laughs> Uh, and they try and then it comes to a point when he finds out he's not getting his bonus and he loses his shit and he like calls his boss every name under the sun and goes out and like cuts down the tree in the yard because the tree burnt the first tree burnt down and the squirrel comes in and like that wreaks habit i've never seen people so scared of a squirrel before um and it just he, he like loses his shit and that's when she like it's fine. Like you need to like recenter and like come back and like just be with family. And but everyone like goes to leave first. And he's like, no, no, I figured out the meaning of Christmas. It's family. Um. So she balances. I think she could like speak up a little more. <laughs> she balances. She definitely balances. Um. Mm-hmm. I want to give her a trophy for everything she balanced because I could not put up with that when that slobbery dog came in and just snotted everywhere I mean my history is I used to work in the vet clinic so I don't see that dog as just a dog I see the breed I see what that breed comes with I see everything that breed has and I'm just like please no like please don't that snot that drool I mean you're constantly cleaning walls and presents and wherever that dog goes the cat wasn't so bad. I did like the cat. It didn't get into anything um, minus <laughs> chewing on the electric cords. Yeah. But what cat doesn't try and do that, you know? But she did. She is a saint for doing everything. She she came through for him. She just really balanced it all and didn't lose her shit. Yeah, I think if Clark were to go to therapy, he could work on being more aware of himself, of Mm -hmm. his anger. That's like pretty under the surf, like pretty right, right on the edge of the surface there with the road rage. I was, it was super cringy for me because you, I mean, granted this was the 80s, but now you could not do that. Like someone would shoot you and you would die. Um, Yeah, so I was like very like real in the 2023 i was like oh my god he's gonna kill his whole family by doing this like road rage thing um but yeah so like more self-awareness of like you have people in the car 
It is not important that you are in front of this truck. It is not important that these lights are hung. You need to like secure the ladder and not get on the roof when it's there's snow on the roof. And also putting a down payment on a pool when you don't have money to clear the check is also reckless. Also, as someone who has owned an above ground pool, they are a money suck. If you don't have money for the down payment, then you don't have money to maintain this pool. Pools are expensive. I don't recommend them. Get a friend with a pool. So uh, we do recommend them, just not us. <laughs> yeah, don't have one yourself. Have a friend with a pool. <laughs> there it is. Yes, we recommend pools. <laughs> not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, not sponsored. Um, yeah, no, it's just just everything. I do. I guess I just want to know what makes this an American favorite holiday movie because the entire time I was watching it and I wasn't watching it with like a logistic brain. Like I wasn't like picking it apart. Like that can't happen. I was watching it in a feel good moment, but I still didn't laugh. I didn't think any of it was memorable or something that I want to walk around quoting or buy a shirt that has any of its quotes on it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. And so like help, help the world or maybe just me. Why is it such an American loved Christmas movie? Girl, you're asking the wrong person. (laughs) So here's the thing about me and movies and my humor. I, I have found through conversations, one, I haven't seen a lot of movies that people have seen. So I've never seen this movie. I just knew I like Googled what's what's a popular Christmas movie. And this was in like the top five. And I was like, cool, let's do it. I know I've watched the Christmas Vegas vacation or not the Christmas Vegas, the, the Vegas vacation one. And that was chaotic. And I thought like, oh, there's probably plenty of chaos for us to like dissect. Um, I don't know. I think because it's like slapstick, like funny, goofy. I have a weird sense of humor and don't find that funny. Um, so, yeah, I think a lot of people do find that funny, though, that like he's walking in the um, the attic and the plank comes and hits him in the head and he turns around and he does it again. And like, haha, that's. That's funny. Um, there were parts that I did think were funny, like the aunt who said a pledge of allegiance and sang the uh star spangled banger banner spangled banner at the end like that was funny because you know she's kind of like around just like off the wall goofy but like hitting hurting herself is not funny to me i think that's yeah that's not funny to me yeah I, i yeah every the the pain part of it all i guess that's the slapstick get mm-hmm. it it physically hits him um yeah. it was not funny but yeah i just watched it and at the end of it i was like okay <laughs> yes i think the big overarching theme though with the movie is this idea of a perfect christmas um and i think 
thinking about the neighbors, how they were doing nothing Christmassy. They had no kids. There was no family. They were very into their jobs and like they loved each other and like weren't getting along because they're the Griswold's Christmas spirit was like literally coming into their house. And <laughs> those poor people. Uh, how awful of neighbors to have. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think- I think they know that happens every year, so they should have, well, they don't should, they don't have to, but I would have taken a vacation during that time because I would know the house is going to be chaotic. Or get blackout curtains. Yeah. <laughs> set, up, set up cameras so in case your house gets wrecked, you know where it's coming from and enjoy your vacation. Mm. They, uh, but I think they are the, like, the complete opposite. So the Griswolds were, like bro christmas everything christmas christmas is perfect but i think they show us an alternative an extreme alternative of what christmas could be too like there's no family you're sitting in a dark house by yourself and like there's no tree because there was a point in time where i don't know her name and i only know her as elaine from seinfeld um uh, yeah so elaine in this movie she was like, maybe we should get a tree. So, like, their Christmas spirit is becoming contagious. But then it's, like, it's too much. It's, like, literally coming into their house. Um, so, yeah, I think it, this idea of you can have two opposite Christmases, the idea is probably somewhere in the middle of it doesn't have to be perfect, but it doesn't have to be nothing either. You can make it whatever you want. And so you're seeing two options of what you can make it and to be. But there's also a plethora of more options that you can make your Christmas and to be. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. that is- uh, one thing too, that I want to talk about, there was a moment towards the end, Clark was talking to his dad and mm-hmm. his dad was like, holidays were always a mess. And Clark was like, well, how did you get through it? And he responded, well, Jack Daniels got me through it. So, I think it's... (laughs) We all have our vices. Uh, (laughs) Some people choose wine. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's having this conversation, right? And if we cut back to the scene where he's locked in the attic and he's watching his old videos of him growing up, He's looking at it like, these were the best days. These were the days that I want to recreate. And then we talked to his dad and his dad were like, they were a mess. They were chaotic, right? And I think that's so true for a lot of children. They grow up and they realize like Christmas wasn't always perfect. And so there's this pressure to make it like it was when we were a child. Mm. But we're, we're looking at it through our adult eyes now. You don't notice. I mean, they notice, but they don't notice like how hard you work to put in the, put up the lights and put up the tree. They just notice the tree. They notice the lights. They notice if dad is present. They notice if, um, the tradition is the same, right? They notice tradition, that part. Yeah. Tradition, it's, yes, tradition and nostalgic. And mm-hmm. so when we grow up, there's this pressure to like make it so perfect, like it was through our child eyes. But we're not children anymore. We're adults. Hmm. And so we, some of us lose sight and like focus more on the perfection of it rather than like the intention of it. 
Yes. Um, I think what a lot of people struggle with is tradition. Everyone, everyone wants to keep the tradition the same. No, no, no. We always meet at Auntie Carol's. We have to go to Auntie Carol's. Well, why can't we just go to, you know, Auntie Barb's? Like Barb might have a, you know, it's tradition. No one wants to step out of that box because the tradition was to go to Auntie Carol's and not Auntie Barb's, but through the child's eyes. And then as we grow up, when Auntie Carol goes and, you know, to heaven, we then have to change our tradition and go to Auntie Barb and make that tradition different. And I don't think that's what, what's his name? Kent? Carl? Clark. Clark. I don't think that's what Clark understood was like, yeah, he wanted to keep that tradition alive, but like, I think it was easier when it was at someone's house. He didn't see the struggles. He didn't see all that. And like you said, he's sitting down and watching the videos and he's like, that looked easy. Like that looked so easy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, because you were a kid, you didn't have to put the lights up. You didn't have to make the ham or the burnt turkey or whatever. Yeah, we we get stuck on the the who, what, when, and where, right? That it has to be at this house, and it has to be this dinner, and we have to have a tree that's this big, or what have you. But when we're kids, it's about like just having fun. It's about ripping open the presents. It's about playing with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't even have to like, be like a big fancy present we see presents of are we see videos of little kids opening like a potato and they're so excited about the potato right like it's not about the present it's about like this tradition of opening the presents it's about the tradition of like playing with the new toys or you know eating the cookies or whatever it's not about them being perfect it's about just like this intentionality of being connected and being present that's what made it fun for the kids Yes, and I think he didn't see that because he was a kid, and then now he jumped to adulthood, and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's totally. a lot of work. <laughs> yes. This has been Reality Check. Just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean that I am your therapist. If this has struck a chord inside of you and you feel some type of way, we highly encourage you to seek out therapy. Uh, thanks, Bye. and we will be taking a little short break between episodes as we celebrate the holidays uh, and take some time off and take some time for self-care for both of us. Uh, We really hope that you've enjoyed these episodes and we cannot wait for next season. Yes, we will see you next year. Oh, I can't say that on this one. That's the other ones. Damn it. We'll see you next year. Next year. Bye. Bye.